Hello and welcome to the MIC Drop, the show where we chat about all things on Made in Chelsea. Now joining me in my apartment today are Fred Ferrier, James Taylor, and we'll be hearing from Chelsea's other blonde bombshell, Liv Bentley, in a little while. Five star stuff. There we go, man. Thanks, baby. Boys, how are we? Oh, very well. Very well. James. Yeah, we're well. nice to see you again, isn't it? Yeah, you too. You're like a big brother. The brother I never had. Do you ever get that with Fred where he's he's quite like heavy handed? When he yeah. hug when he hugs you, it's like a you know, bear hug. Was there any time like a press photo or any photo in general? He'll try and massage me, but, you know, dig his thumb into my spine. So basically, <laughs> I make you feel excited. Is that what you're trying um, to say? It's, it's not a pleasurable excitement. It's almost like you're invading my space. Oh, James, why do you laugh? It, it's why almost you, because... Why do you say, I, please keep doing that to me, whatever you because do? Because you're the type of bloke that if you say that, you just do it harder. <laughs> he is, he's so strong. Yeah, you weren't brought up on British tea, were you? What? It's because he's Icelandic. He That's was brought why. up on, like, dried fish, prawn rings... <laughs> Yeah. Prawn rings. Prawn rings from Iceland. <laughs> prawn rings. No, because we're going to say I'm actually from the supermarket Iceland, <laughs> not from the country. Right, let's dig into the stories from this week's main Chelsea. Now, we're going to start with the situation between you, James, Maver, oh. and Miles. Yeah. Let's kick things off. First off, James, uh, how, honestly, how did you feel about seeing the conversation between Maver and Miles last week in the Cotswolds? Um, not, not great, no. Did that hurt? Yeah, it did. And I, I, I can usually put a brave face on, but I was watching it with Maver at the time and I was even trying to put a brave face on them, but I just, I went silent and it was almost like seeing it is so much worse than hearing it from people um, because you can't really escape what has been said. And I'm even trying to cover it up now whilst, whilst talking about it like this. Be honest with us, James. I will. I will be. Thanks, big bro. Um, yeah, it, it just didn't feel good at all because I had, I do have so much faith in her and uh, she still does have these feelings for him that I, I know are there but I have taken the risk to to pursue it knowing that full well she does have these these feelings towards him and I don't think they're completely diminished now like I think our relationship is about moving on with I think we can all we all say we have an ex at some point that has that part of your heart and I think that is that's, that's miles, miles for her yeah going through it like that it's, it's really hard but the only way I can kind of carry on with it is just put a brave face on, on the outside, but talk to her about these insecurities and she gives me her answers and I've, I've got to trust her. I think it all comes down to trust. Why do you, why do you think, Mark, what was his motivation behind it? Well, all? I think he said, didn't he, Jamie? It was just uh, trying to get a rise from me, which I don't think he got a rise from me in, in the way that he wanted. And I think he ended up hurting the girl that I do think he still cares about. I just think there is that childish side of him that, he, yeah, he wanted to have some fun and um, at the expense of Maver. I get it in situations, but also I just don't, this is my opinion, uh, I don't think people should have ownership of anyone, girl, boy, whatever. And if your feelings go towards someone, well, you know, what can you do, right? Yeah. Especially if you're in a relationship with someone and you're married to them or going out or whatever and that happens, yes, I totally understand that disloyalty. But if mm-hmm. you've broken up and that's an individual and you suddenly start to have a attraction, you can't be, you can't be, no, Screen and I think that, no, I, I I understand what you're saying, and I think with your with your scenario, I think what you're alluding to is the the Habs and. What's to say? Well, you had the same friends. thing, pretty much. Yeah, but I always feel like I, I do understand where Sam comes from with the loyalties and the friendship. It's not totally. really about the girl here, is it? It's not about the girl, yeah. and that and that's thing. But I think that's what Miles probably thinks is that he probably thinks you've been disloyal towards him. Yeah, but that that's where I can put my hands up and well, defend myself at the same time and say. We our friendship ended before I pursued anything with Maver, and my friendship with Maver almost we bonded over 
a certain opinion of Miles. And yeah, it's a bit odd. Hang on a second. Yeah, baby. Ein Minuten bitter. Ein Minuten bitter. So I've just suddenly realized, so kind of you, you guys are in the same situation, kind of really, yeah. though, except with a sort of Maver and yeah. Mabs. Yeah. So. Mm, no, because you're trying to. Because you and Sam were really close friends and then you and Miles were really close friends. At, at one point, yeah, we were close friends, but I think that friendship, you're nine years of history, right? Mine and Miles is a year, if that. So that's the main difference is the fact that you were sort of nine year friendship over yeah, just a- Totally, yeah. A, I, I want to ask a question. Now, Maeve got annoyed with Rosie for getting involved. Mm. Uh, do you think she was right or wrong? What do you think? I uh, see. Uh, at the time, I was kind of, uh, well, I was speaking to Maeve at the time and I was on her side, but watching it back, I think Rosie had every right to go do that. And she had good intentions to- to go talk to Miles from a friend point of view. Um, and I think Maeva, uh, it was when she was sitting on the sofa and Rosie gave her this news and I just found out, I was like, this is great news. We should be celebrating this. Like you told Miles to fuck off and he's kind of listened and blah, blah, blah. But then Maeva's face kind of dropped. And I think at the time Maeva was worried about, you know, maybe not having those conversations with Miles again, not having that last bit of contact with him. And what went on with the photograph and the promise ring and the necklace and all of this during her birthday, all of these things are things that you attach yourself to, to a relationship. So yeah, I think that it was another nail in the coffin for, for Maver that she didn't really want to hear. And also Miles decided to give his ring back yeah. to Maver, and that was a heartening thing. You know, this whole point, he said, this is, this is my si it's like signal to say I'm moving on now. He also cut up a Polaroid. Savage. Savage. Like, Explain what happened. So, well, watching it, I've seen that Polaroid as well, so I can't even hide from it. Like, when we were friends, he opened this box. He was like, no, don't touch the box. And the box had the, the ring and the necklace and, and the Polaroid and a few other miscellaneous things. Watching him cut it up on national television and Maver seeing it for the first time, I felt for her. Like, I, I couldn't feel for myself there because that, for anyone that you've cared about for so long, cutting up a picture that you've held to your not even was, tearing be a man and ripping no, apart with your hands he didn't even just <laughs> cut it once it was like four or six times like it was it was it was savage and i looked at it, i was like wow and like the tear went down her face and i was like how do i deal with this because she still has this raw emotion when things happen like this and i i always defend myself or i always put myself in her shoes and say i've had that ex before and if i was playing it out on tv it would you be. You didn't say national TV. That's the first time yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> on national TV. I think it's more it's powerful. A big thing for you, isn't it, James? It's big, it's I'm on national TV, mum and dad. Not just TV. Oh, shut up, Fred. <laughs> okay, also on the show uh, this week, I was talking to Alex Mitten about therapy. And I decided to do therapy because I think having that self awareness as an individual is so important in life. By the way, he's such a great friend to you. Oh, man. He's just. Uh, he's, he's, gonna... he's, a, he's just great. He's like say this about Fred as well Fred is one of the best people I, I said this earlier actually if, if I was in trouble and I phoned up Fred he would be there in a heartbeat and, and uh, that's why I said friendship is about giving and I think yeah. for a lot of my life I received as a friend and I never gave and I think that's what I had to learn a lot so therapy was literally about that about learning about myself and, and understanding what I do wrong and so I don't Annoyingly, I don't really live by a lot of it, which is really yeah. But that's don't don't be hard on yourself for that because I think everyone's very easy to give advice, yeah. and uh, and then you're like, oh, well, I have to listen to it too. Yeah, it's just tough. Do you do, you do therapy, James? I I used to a lot uh, through university. 
but now probably once every two months but i think it is it's it's like a routine it's like going to the gym it's like waking up in the morning having your routine you need a reason to wake up and doing therapy or or counseling or any of the of the two it's it's beneficial i think it's what it's american that's what i find like the english way of thinking is to not do therapy on your brain let's bottle it up yeah let's bottle it up let's just let's just sweep it under that carpet yeah and i think i think a lot of i recommend it to anyone even if they don't think they've got a problem absolutely i totally agree i totally agree with you and for me i just i I actually do and to anyone listening who is going through a hard time it's one of these things it's like uh you have a you have a sore ankle or whatever it is and you don't go to the doctor about it because you oh, I'll just go away these things build they become you know those niggles become a scar and you know and it goes and, and actually to try to heal yourself from the inside out is actually so and important Absolutely. and often i think it's, it's human nature to um have about a thousand thoughts bouncing around in your head and these thoughts can be anything like some can be sort of serious others can be just totally ridiculous but when they're sort of bouncing around in your head like a washing machine they take on a far more sinister feeling. Whereas actually once you vocalize them and verbalize them, you actually end up processing them. And by processing them, you realize, oh, actually, these aren't, these aren't massively negative thoughts. And you can no, discuss them with other people. Yeah, he's unreal. He's unreal. Coming up after the break, I chat with Liv Bentley and get the inside scoop on Cosmo magazine. Welcome back to the MIC Drop, everyone. The show where we chat about this week's Made in Chelsea. I'm still here with Fred and hey. James. Yeah, what's happening, people? Hi. Hey, now listen, uh, very lucky. I had a little moment with uh, Liv this week where we sat down and we chatted and we had a lovely little time uh, and we spoke about all of the things going on with her. This is what happened. Oh, Olivia. Oh, que pasa? What is Me amo. Are you quite Contrero. well? Contrero. Uh, I is... drink milk. Hello, Olivia Bentley. Hello, Jamie. Hey, listen, um, you know, hey, I, I understand, right? I understand that you uh, didn't want to come and be intimidated with a couple of guys on the podcast. So uh, we're going to do a little... One-on-one. Yeah, we're a little one-on-one together, which um, I've always been <laughs> hoping would happen. And you've always been hoping that would happen. I can see it in your eyes. And now it can. We're yeah. finally doing a podcast, just you and me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so listen, I want to ask you a question, right? Now, mm-hmm. uh, you do love hanging around my house. You like coming in here and I, and I adore you. I really do adore you. But I got a little bit of question about, you know, living with different people because you live with Ollie Locke. Yeah. And I love Ollie to bits. But do you, do you think sometimes that you quite like to live alone or do you not want to live alone? I, no, I don't at all. I think I lived alone for so long that actually now living with people is so nice. Like I'm so accustomed to coming home and there being people there. Well, cause you kind of, people are there when you get back, yeah. when you wake up in the morning, yeah. you have like people in the house. I just don't like being alone. And also Digby pretty much lives there as well. Well, not for long, but. He's going to South Africa. Leaves tonight. He, he leaves tonight? He leaves tonight. So I'll be coming around here a lot oh more Oh my God, what are, you you gonna, what are you gonna do? Move in with you and Habs. Done, man. That's super Snuggles sweet. and all. Kick Habs out. She is freaking here all the time. I think we'd make a good little trio, me, you and Habs. Yeah, we need to, um, you guys can't become, you know, just the two of you all the time. You've got to include Mate, listen, me now. She is boring. She, God, she just gets on my nerves. So obviously, Habs still lives with uh, Miles and Emily, but she is over here a lot with you, Jamie. Yeah, we technically live together. No, she's Do you like it? Me, I love it. I think it's so sweet. Because I, I wake up in the morning and I roll over and she's there and I'm like, God, that's so jokes that someone's there. That you know. That I know <laughs> and that I like. Love. 
that I love and that I don't have to go, oh God, I gotta go to uni. <laughs> like, well, you're 30. <laughs> Shit. Um, okay, Liv, Sorry. also, this is a very special episode for you as you did a very special photo shoot for Cosmopolitan magazine. I did. Um, very cool. Tell us about it. So it was all about um, sort of women who suffer with alopecia and trying to um, show like, inner beauty regardless of what you're like how much hair you sort of have mm-hmm. which i actually really enjoyed and i think i mean i hope all the, the women enjoyed doing it too but they were all so amazing like they each were so like strong in different ways and i think it was quite eye-opening that i think a lot of people worry so much about the way they look i mean me included i used to worry so much mm-hmm. but then meeting them it was just sort of like why do we why do you actually care now where it's all about like cosmetic surgery or who's doing this and doing that and then like eventually we'll all end up looking like the same person because Mm -hmm. of lip fillers and botox um whereas each of these women is so unique and different and i think it is the way we should be and i think for younger people it's important to sort of maintain that would you wake up in the morning and not touch your hair would you not wash it would you not um god i did used to do everything i have a habit of wearing sunglasses on my head which people think i'm trying to do to be cool but it's not it's because my when i was younger my ball patch was at the front of my head so i'd put sunglasses on to distract it so there are so many different things i do like at the moment i've got a ball patch at the back which one? Which is why I wear my wig at the moment. Because when I tie my hair up, you can see it. Um, but yeah, so many different things. You know, for guys, guys, you know, we lose hair, we recede, as girls do as well. But guys seem to, for some reason, I feel like it's more socially acceptable for guys to, to go be bald, bald. Yeah, I know. I don't than know. for girls to be. I think it's because when you're younger, you sort of grow up with that idea of like not being like a princess. But do you know what I mean? Like the long hair. It's like all that sort of thing. You just don't. You know, that's yeah. what you hope to have, and I think. That's why it's so more shocking. It's more bizarre, I think. Um, do you reckon you feel more confident now having had your hair transplant? I don't I don't think I feel... Maybe it is confidence. I don't know if I feel more confident. I feel probably more... Um, probably like the way I look in photos more. Yeah, see, I I, this is I, how I, I am with a wig. Confidence. I don't think it's confident. I just like the way yeah. I look better. That's the same way I feel about my wig because people are like, oh, if you know, you're standing up for all this alopecia stuff, why bother wearing a wig? But it's because I actually prefer the way yeah, my you hair just, you, looks. You, you prefer it. the way you look, but you're, you know, that it's that kind of vibe. Also, working with a magazine, right? Because I imagine like working with magazines like The Devil's Wears Prada. <laughs> I felt it, like that yeah, as yeah, I went yeah. in there. I was like, oh, oh my God, God, you walk in there and the lady's like, hell no, bitch, you ain't <laughs> being on my front cover. Do you think these magazine bosses are a bit scary in real life or is it pretend? I think it's pretend. I mean, I was pretty intimidated when I walked in because I went into this room at Cosmo and there was like six women there and I was like, oh my fuck. Um, and I get a bit nervous in those situations. But no, they were all so nice. But do, so, you, you've written articles, you've done columns, you've done magazine shoots and all these different things. Surely at some point, Olivia Bentley is going to be editor of some big ass magazine. I mean, I f- better be. <laughs> uh, hey Liv, uh, listen, I love you. You can now go and get back into my bed and I'll be there in a second. <laughs> it's enjoying my See in a little bit. Cover you in chocolate and lick it all off. Also on the show, uh, uh, Mark Francis said, age is nothing to celebrate. Okay, how do you feel about that with birthdays? James, you're young. What do you feel about that? Uh, I disagree, but I can see where he's coming from. If you're north of 30, maybe. <laughs> really? But Fred, that's you and I, baby. Yeah. Get out, James. <laughs> yeah. We it's, were... almost, it's almost like death. You know how the Mexicans um, celebrate it? The Day of the Dead, or well, South America in general. You know, you're meant to be celebrating the life. And I think everyone looks at it from a very negative point of view and you might look back on your life. And I totally agree with you. I, I couldn't agree with you more. People should celebrate a life rather than feel... Yeah, feel like getting older. Like it's another year think, of wisdom. Here's what I think. Okay, go, Fred. I think people that aren't comfortable with their age, it's actually an indicator for a much larger problem. 
It's a, Hello. It's, it's an indi- Deep. It's, Hello. It's an indicator that it's a think something of discontent, mm. and it's something of not being happy with what you have. Yeah. And I think that the people that I know that are really happy with themselves and happy with where they are in life are just far sort of greater people. And I think it's, and the the other funny thing about people that are very unhappy with how old they are is whether they're as James pulled out the figure 30 they were probably feeling like that when they were 21 oh, I wish I was you know god when I was 18 that was the time there's 21 oh, it's a constant totally. insatiable sort of desire to to not be where you are so I think I'm very happy with where I am where I am at the moment like, this is a question would you like to know the day you die or how you die oh. Fred how I die how you die mm. what about you James mm, the day you like to know the day? Yeah. Scary, right? Work towards Why? something. Why? I just wanted to be the opposite to you. I feel like I copy you too much. Okay, right. So questions from social uh, media. Now, if you have a question, just DM us on Instagram or Twitter. We are happy to help. Here are some questions. Here's a big question. Uh, do you think it's challenging to build up relationships on TV, James? Mm. Yeah, I think uh, the hardest test I've found, um, because you are scrutinized to no end and uh, it it's it benefits in a way that you have tough conversations about the relationship at the very start so there are no there are no surprises usually um but yes is the short answer it is hard this person has said on social media why do i always break off a relationship with a guy when it's becoming official fred come on get your guru out um <clears throat> okay so I think that shows that you're not ready to uh, commit and you have to sort of ask yourself why that is. Maybe it's because you don't want to get hurt. Maybe it's because you've been hurt before in the past and you kind of, you're sort of putting a guard up. So you're sort of protecting yourself. Um, But also I think sometimes, I think it's okay not to want to be in a relationship. I really think that's something that, you know, I, I think about now is that you're sort of brought up thinking, well, that's just the way it's done, you know? And so you kind of get into a relationship, you think, yeah, I guess we should be, we should be totally exclusive now and commit commit everything like 100% to each other. But that's not often what you want. So you have to ask yourself why you're doing that. Yeah, that's a tough question. And you have to, but the thing is, is my advice to that person is that if you're totally honest to that person and you say, look, this the concept of commitment really terrifies me right now, but I really like you. Um, so I just kind of want to take it as it comes. Don't be too... Don't be too extreme. Don't think, well, I don't want to marry this person. I don't want to hurt this person. I don't want to, and don't think of every single bad situation that could play out. Just be honest with that person. I'm sure you'll like the result. Uh, right. Uh, on next week's show, there's a trip to Istanbul and there's some scandal between Verity and James. Here's Verity spilling the beans to Sam. Verity, I'm going to be honest, we're almost best mates. It's probably nothing. Yeah, but I feel just bad that I haven't told me. It's probably nothing. Okay, ready? Go. Right, so, we were at a party. It's the same night that he kissed another girl. And then James sort of lifted up the covers and got in bed with me and then cuddled me all night. Ah. I want All night, I mean, no, like, probably cuddled me all night. Like, pro- like, hugged me. And I was a bit like, what are you doing? He was like, oh no, we like being here. Do you, know what, the, the, do you know what you should be doing? You should be going straight to Maver and being like, Maver, I'm going to be honest with you, whether you accept it or not, whether you like it or not, this happened. Oh, James, come on, buddy. <sighs> Terrible, right? Uh, that trip was meant to be romantic and I saw it from the outset at bloody Maver's birthday. Did you, did you see it was and, going down? Well, yeah, Rosie invited her and I'm like, well, okay, so 
two two of my I wouldn't count Rosie as an ex, but and not even Verity as an ex. But two of the girls that I've had a history with are going to Istanbul with my new girlfriend, and I am under the magnifying glass. Oh my god! From yeah. one of my great friends, Sam Thompson, as well, <laughs> which I find it's just like it's a bit of a, I, I'm not surprised and. Hey, uh, listen, it, it's tricky when you're underneath the magnifying glass. It's a hard place to be because everyone's... Like, like an ant. It's like an, like an, an ant. ant in the sun. <laughs> like an ant in the sun. Uh, right, more scandal in store, Main Chelsea. Catch that episode on Monday night on E4. I want to say a big thank you to you, James. I love you, brother. I really, thank I do. Thank you, Jamie. You're I think our relationship is blossoming. Dude, 100%, without a doubt. Fred, you know what I think about you? Don't even need to say it, but I'm going to say it. Didn't you say it? That's what I just pointed at you, baby. I love you, man. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please do rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us. Please also subscribe. All those kind of things. This has been an Acast and Monkey Kingdom production. Goodbye. Oh, wow. See you later. Bye. <laughs>